Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Time to wake up from your nap. Sleepers, sleepers, sleepers here on the show today. Sleeper. There you go, Jamie. Thanks for not screaming this time. Fantasy yeah, people were mad. People were, people well, were mad. I, 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 again, I told you when you did it that people were going to be mad because you peaked the audio. It was crazy. Headphone users probably didn't enjoy it. Like, no, but I also peaked their interest. Right. Well, maybe. Maybe you did. Uh, fantasy football running backs sleepers edition here today on the show. We've gone through the entire list. So if you're just listening to this episode and maybe you didn't get a chance to catch the last two days worth of shows, you're going to want to go back and do that. We go through uh, Jamie's entire running back list for 2023, one through 65. We talk about some of the players that are most notable, some of the bigger conversation points uh, to be had there. And so now we're transitioning into the sleepers conversation. Jamie, I have a couple of sleepers that uh, have some caveats to them um, that I think are important in specific types of formats and maybe not necessarily the fantasy format, but a player that I'm keeping an eye on for some other, uh, you know, props maybe, because, you know, that's in the name of the show. This is is a fantasy show at the moment, Chris. Somebody that I'm keeping keeping an eye on. So we've got all that stuff to get into, but it's your list. I will allow you the floor first if there's a sleeper that you would really like to discuss to, to kick us off. Um... How great yeah. would it be if you just said no and just kicked it back I, to no. me? And you're just like, you know what? I don't want to do this today. Well, I, I want to talk about two backup running backs to, to really kind of start the show. And I, and I know we teased them a little bit when we talked about our rankings earlier this week. But uh, I want to take a look at Samaj P. Ryan in Denver and Jerome Ford in Cleveland and, and just talk about a couple of the opportunities that they have for different reasons. Um, you know, with, with P Ryan, if those of you that remembered or maybe listened to this out of order, he comes in as my RB 29, which he is 10 spots higher than other experts uh, in ADP or excuse me, in ECR and then ranked five spots higher than he is in ADP. I, I think he's got a legitimate path to getting 230, 240 touches this year. Uh, he he signed in the offseason. They seem all in the reports coming out of Denver for a while now seem to indicate that they want to use him significantly. Javante Williams's knee injury, as we have mentioned, is a little bit more complicated than just a simple ACL injury. And I put simple in, in, in air quotes here. Not that any knee ligament injury is, is simple. But I think there's a legitimate chance that Samaj P. Ryan is the unquestioned starter early in the season and that he continues to maintain a significant role inside of that offense for a while. And you look inside what Sean Payton's been able to do going back to his time in New Orleans, and this is a fairly run-heavy-ish offense that he operates, a slower pace, higher run totals than people expect. And uh, I think Denver is going to lean on their running game a lot, and I think that's going to mean a lot of Samaj P. Ryan early. And probably not an insignificant amount of Samaj P. Ryan later on, even if Javante Williams is healthy. And look, we've we've go back to those New Orleans days. Multiple backs that were always a staple of that of that those Saints offenses have been a staple of Sean Payton for some time. Uh, I, P. Ryan was signed with a purpose and has a clear opportunity to get get you maybe a few wins early in the season, but can continue to be maybe a flex option for you late in the season when he's splitting touches with Javante Williams. Hey, Jamie, I have a, I have a question for you. Question, Chris Schubert of the Draft Network here. For yes, Jamie Chris. Uh, where did Samaj P. Ryan play a year ago before signing this contract that he did with the Denver Broncos? Where did he play? Uh, he, 
he played in Cincinnati. And and in Cincinnati, a uh, quick follow up. Uh, what was his role there in Cincinnati? He was the he was the backup to Joe Mixon. Would he, that be a correct? He he was the backup to Joe Mixon. That is uh, correct. Third third follow up question here uh, for for the class. Um, did you know that there was a stretch of time in which Joe Mixon was hurt and did not play for the Cincinnati Bengals? Uh, he played in week th- uh, week eleven, but then missed weeks twelve and weeks thirteen. Uh, did Joe Mixon? Shmazi Pirine uh, slipped into that starting role. And uh, <clears throat> uh, checks notes uh, in fantasy points uh, per uh, his fantasy points in those games in half PPR formats. Let me just uh, make sure I have the math correct. Uh, in week 11 was 28.2. Uh, in week 12 oh. was 17.3. And in week 13 good? was 18.5. He was a top okay? 10 running back. He ranked second, 10th, and 6th in the three weeks that he took over when Joe Mixon was out last year. If you are buying into Samaj P. Ryan as a sleeper, you are buying in to the three weeks that I just mentioned in which he sure. took over for Joe Mixon and was very, very good. I, I also would caution that it, the offense isn't as good. Uh, Denver's Fair enough. Where Sean Payton is not as good as what Cincinnati is going to be. But Samaji P. Ryan, to your point, Chris, and I guess to my point too, uh, quality player. This is not some scrub that's just going to get an opportunity. I'm going to use one. I'm going to use one. Okay. The reason why I'm making this argument is I have tangible evidence that I can point to of Shamaze P. Ryan having an increased um, role and succeeding. Jerome yes. Ford, you're betting on him just slipping into an opportunity where there has been production in the past and it's not his production. So there's a difference I'm, between those two players. So that's not the transition I thought you were going to make. I thought we were going to have to take a detour here and talk about Cincinnati's new backup for a second. But Chase, let, We'll get to talk, Chase Brown in a second. No, I, I said the backup, not the third string. Well, we could talk about Chase Brown in a second. Uh Let's talk about Jerome Ford, though. And yes, this is a lot, a lot more of a projection because he is stepping into a role that he has not previously had. And right now comes in as my RB39, ranked 19 spots above where the other experts have him and 21 spots above where he is being drafted in ADP among running backs. I am of the mind, and I was of the mind that the day they drafted him, that this was the eventual Kareem Hunt replacement. And if you remember conversations that have come out of Kareem's Hunt Kareem Hunt's camp, say that three times fast, uh, over the last couple of years, all of it seems to indicate that there was little to no interest in Cleveland extending Hunt beyond his current contract, mm-hmm. noting that they were going to just going to let him play it out and walk. And quite frankly, given the fact that they only got him for, you know, different reasons, let's just say in the first place, they were happy to take the value and move on from there. And they drafted Jerome Ford with that purpose. Nick Chubb is still going to be the ground and pound, get a ton of touches per game, get the rushing touchdowns. But I do expect someone to step into Kareem Hunt's pass catching role. Now, there were times where Kareem Hunt got a lot, some carries um, and some significant carry shares and even carry shares in the red zone. I'm not so sure that those are going to go to Jerome Ford. But I do think in the obvious passing situation, third and longs, two-minute drives. He's going to get some opportunity to catch some passes from Deshaun Watson and company, and I could see him having, again, a modicum of success. He's RB39 here, which means he's going to be in the flex conversation for you, most likely during bye weeks and matchup base. So I'm not saying this is somebody that's going to be a weekly starter for you, but he is somebody that I'm very intrigued by and also, quite frankly, is somebody that we're going to probably know a month into the season if his role is something that's going to lead to some fantasy success for him or if he's somebody that you can move on from. But taking him around the 40th running back off the board as your RB3 or RB4, uh, I'm more than happy to grab him. Yeah, again, it's a projection where with Samaj P. Ryan, there's a, a 
it, it's a small sample size, but I've got a sample size of him stepping into a role, and I can say that I've seen him do it at a level that makes me a little bit more comfortable uh, taking him uh, in this path. And yeah, I mean, I think Jerome Ford, it was a nightmare as somebody who was a Kareem Hunt fantasy manager last season, and the Browns got into the red zone of which of their two running backs they were going to give it to down there in the red zone. And when Nick Chubb was out on the field rooting for them to only gain like a yard or two and then get stuffed and then they could give it to Kareem Hunt. uh, It's it's a challenge, right? And I'm sure Nick Chubb uh, fantasy uh, managers feel the same way. um, And they probably feel a a bit of a sigh of relief now because it feels as if that workload down the red zone is not going to be split as much as it was uh, maybe last year. Uh, All right, Jimmy, those were the two big ones for you. Is there anybody else or can I can I shout out a name here real quick? Um, well, I know we're going to talk about the Bengals in a second, so I, I don't want to talk about him, but I, I do want to bring up just a couple other names real quick. And Malik Davis was a name as well, but we got into why I liked him a lot more than where his ADP is. If you're looking for like a deep, deep sleeper, and here's somebody that we didn't, I guess it's not a deep sleeper at this point, but it's a name we didn't talk about on any of our running back shows that I Interesting. think we need to talk about, and it's Ty Chandler. Um, who is now, we assume, is going to be the new backup running back in Minnesota behind Alexander Madison. It's a combination between Ty Chandler and Dwayne McBride. Uh, There's an opportunity there for some work, uh, and and I'm really kind of excited to see what he can bring. I think he's worth a last-round flyer. I have him coming in right now at RB66. I literally just added him right on the back of the board here. I was going to ask you about this. Yeah, as somebody that, again, I'm not – I'm not rushing out to grab, no pun intended, but uh, I somebody that I think if you if you're looking three for out a last round pun. three out of ten pun last round flyer, uh, he is somebody that deserves your love in that space. And then obviously we already talked a little bit uh, about. I think there's some value uh, in, and this is more and. and he, He's being drafted appropriately, but this is one that I think is a bigger value based on where the experts have him. Is Tank Bigsby in Jacksonville? Uh, Doug Peterson is known for using multiple running backs. He told us at the scouting combine on his podium that he had a strong interest in adding another running back to the mix uh, alongside Travis Etienne. Did so by drafting Tank Bigsby, and he has had a really strong run in OTA. So he is also somebody that is ADP-wise, he's going about where I would expect him. But I have him 14 spots higher than the fellow rankers at Fantasy Pros, and I think that's something that I feel really good about. You know, he's somebody else in that range. I have him right right now at RB 47, but he's in that Jerome Williams, um, Malik or Jerome Williams, Jerome Ford, Malik Davis. Travion Williams, some of these other, he's that same tier with some of these other sleeper running backs we're going to talk about or uh, have talked about. I'll throw a name out there. And this is my guy that maybe I don't know how much fantasy value he's going to have, but I think this player, and this is going to shock you when I say the name out loud, uh, I think this player early on in the season is going to be priced um, incorrectly when it comes to props. I think the rushing props on this player and what this player is going to be able to provide in the early part of the season is going to be mis- uh, misappropriated because of the other running Ooh, back on the depth a chart. Misappropriation of funds, my favorite crime. I, I, this is my opportunity to stand on the table for Kendra Miller because I think in the first six weeks of the season, with Alvin Kamara being out, everybody is going to, I think, incorrectly assume that it is going to just be the Jamal Williams show and it's only going to be the Jamal Williams show. And I think a core, and because of that, I think Kendra Miller's rushing props in the early part of the season, again, I'm predicting something three months away, but I don't sure. think they're going to be priced accordingly. And I think there's going to be value there. And for me, as a Kendra Miller stand, as somebody who thought he was one of the top running backs in this class, 
uh, and is excited to see him in this role and excited to see the opportunity that I think he's going to have over the first six weeks of the season. We're assuming a six-game suspension. Uh, even if it's four, same thing. I think this is going to be priced in, um, incorrectly. And so he's a guy that I'm soft-circled. If you play DFS, he might be a guy that you would be interested in. Um, best ball, he might be a late flyer that you take a chance on because those first couple of weeks might be really good for him. And for me, on the prop side of things, is he's a guy that I'll be paying attention to. I, I don't hate it. Uh, I think you're going to see multiple backs being used in New Orleans backfield, no matter which uh, combination of running backs are, are available. Uh, so I, I really like this one a lot from you. All right. Do you want to do the Travion Williams, Chase Brown conversation? Do we want to hash it out right here? Why I'm correct and you're incorrect. Do we want to do this right now? Sure. Um, go for it. I think we are both correct in the sense. Maybe, maybe this will be some common ground. I think we are both correct in thinking that the backup running back in Cincinnati has a lot of value. I think we are both in agreement there because you have Travion Williams ranked 42nd, right? I think we both agree that there is some value to be found here in the Cincinnati backup running back. There's some caked in value in the idea that maybe they move on from Joe Mixon, but you and I are very slowly, maybe you more so than me, but I'm very slowly moving to the idea of if they were going to move on from Joe Mixon, they probably would have already done it. And we are yeah. sinking very close to this point where I'm not so sure that not. Joe Mixon's not going to be on the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, they're not three. moving. Like, I, I, I will eat crow if this happens. They're not cutting Joe Mixon. Now, I think Joe Mixon still being on the team benefits Chase Brown than it does more Travion Williams. Okay. Why is that? I think if, if Joe Mixon was cut, and was gone. I don't know if Cincinnati would elevate Chase Brown to be the starter and Got Trayvon so, Williams would get the lead. But now so with Joe Mixon, it's a smaller role. They, they might, might feel, feel more comfortable, comfortable giving it to Chase player. Brown over Trayvon Williams. That's just a hunch. Maybe. We don't have any inclination for that, but that would be the argument that I would make here. And, and I think it's, it's a reasonable assumption to make. And to be fair, we don't really know what Cincinnati's full plans are. I will say this, that Zach Taylor said earlier this offseason that that he was excited about Travion Williams and wanting to give him a bigger opportunity. And that as of right now, including uh, yesterday, uh, Travion Williams was running with the second team offense over Chase Brown. Hate that for I think Chase Brown stands like myself. Now, it's June. <laughs> and the reality is, is we don't really know who's going to be the backup option. And to me, it's uh, – yes, they have draft capital invested in Chase Brown, but it's fifth-round draft capital. You know, if they took him in the third round, took him in the second round, yeah, the, I would be like, all right, they they took him high enough where you're like, all right, they're probably going to start him right away. I don't think there's any pressure to start Chase Brown right away. Uh, Trevion Williams has been on the team for a couple of years now. He's a 2019 draft pick, if I remember correctly. He's He's been, had the opportunity to, t- to carve out a bigger role before. And I think he's just somebody that's getting completely forgotten about. You know, right now being drafted as as the RB78 and is being ranked as the RB108 by other experts. I, I think that we don't – while you might prefer Chase Brown and you might take a shot on Chase Brown, we have no indication that there's any level of confidence in Brown over Williams to the level that the draft and the ECR rankings are indicating. So to me, again, I will point out he's RB42, so we're talking about bench options here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is somebody I'm grabbing – and by the way, you don't have to draft him there. You can draft him in the last round given his ADP. Uh, he is somebody that I'm taking a few shares of late in my draft just in case because that back of role, you mentioned Samaj P. Ryan, what he was able to do in those three weeks. Joe Mixon does have an injury history. And quite frankly, we saw Samaj P. Ryan get significant playing time at different points. Remember how many, how many times we were pulling our hair out over the last few years about Joe Mixon coming off the field on, on a lot of third downs. So 
those elements make both guys, quite frankly, uh, in the sleeper category for me. But I feel like Chase Brown is getting drafted in an appropriate range where Williams is getting completely disregarded. I got one more name for you that I really wanted to pound yeah. the table for. And I love this. It's it, another we, rookie? It's No, it's not. It's not another okay. rookie. But I, it's somebody. And you're going to understand. Well, after I want to guess. Okay. After, give, 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 me, give me all your sure. caveats and sure. then let me sure. see if I can guess it. You're, when I say the name, you're going to completely understand why this person has now been overshadowed. But okay. this this gentleman had okay. a great season last year. This gentleman came into the league as a rookie and just burst onto the scene. Had a fantastic year. Had eight, eight double-digit half PPR format games. Finished the season with four straight double-digit fantasy games as a rookie running back. And listen, I understand what this team did in that room, but you are not going to sit up here and tell me that this guy's not somebody that you're going to be keeping an eye on in 2023 because the role is still going to be there for this gentleman. Is this James Cook? It's not James Cook, no. No. This player much better than James Cook. Oh, I know who this is going to be. This is going to be your guy. This is going to be the guy that we, by the way, identified in the preseason. Correct. And that's why as a player that – was going to outperform yes. his draft stock and was a great fit yes. in Atlanta. Yes. Tyler Algier. Do the thing. It is Tyler Algier. Yes. We were yeah. on this a year ago. We told everybody Tyler Algier is the guy that you that you're gonna want. He he was drafted, not it drafted way lower than we thought he was going to ultimately end up going. And the value was going to be tremendous and he was going to have a role. I'm sorry. I know they took B. John Robinson in the top 10, but you are not going to stop me from having some small shares of Tyler Algier as my RB3 or RB4. And you don't listen, this is not you. I disagree with your rankings. You have him as RB43 and you're right there with the expert consensus. Yeah, he's but in I, the tier of all these guys we outside of like. Travion, like he's in the tier with all these guys we've just talked about, as but like the, the top end guy. I think this is a guy that's being pushed too far down the board because of the fact that they brought in Bijan Robinson, and I am not going to stand for it. No, I like it. Uh, Algiers' skill set is is fits that offense well. They're gonna run a lot. Like I'm, they're gonna. I'm, just, I'm gonna take a look here. What did I put for their Atlanta's? I'm looking up their rushing uh, projections for them. So was any? Do I have anybody running more than Atlanta? Uh, percentage wise yes so technically all right so fourth so right now atlanta is fourth for me in terms of rushing percentage um and in total rushing plays uh, arthur smith's offenses don't want a ton of plays but they're gonna run about 30 times a game uh and a pretty close to a 50 50 split right now i only have the bears titans and eagles running a higher percentage of their offensive plays uh than i do the atlanta falcons so volume is going to be there for a few people to eat and and honestly and i so, i know someone said like well Pitts and London and Algier and Robinson all all can't have great seasons. Probably not, but I think the workload, I'd be more concerned about the pass catchers than I would be about the running backs. Let's Agreed. Be yes. Just given the way they're going to operate that offense. So uh, I'm with you, Chris. I like that name. I've got another one here for you. Okay. I just, everybody gather close. Everybody grab. This is grab, Williams. grab grab your grab your beverages wherever you're listening Uh-oh. to get closer turn up the radio turn up your radio dial if you're listening to us in the car bump up the volume on your phone if you're listening to us on on your cellular device turn up the volume dial on your speakers if you're listening to us on your desktop or mac or wherever you're listening to us uh, on your uh, personal computer mad, device mac to be. um because i'm going to say something nice about the chicago bears oh roshan johnson well, might be the rb2 on this team he might be. 
And if he's the RB2 on this team. I mean, it, it's, it's not helping that Deontay Foreman isn't out there yet. You know what I mean? Like that, that is not helping his odds. Um, I don't know, man. It's talking about a team that's going to run the ball a lot. Yeah, but like, do you have any level, a level of confidence in any of those backs right now? And it's not that I don't have confidence that they can have success with, with a role. I just don't have confidence in their workload between okay. Johnson, Deontay Foreman, and Khalil Herbert. Uh, point and point taken. It's going to be the guy. Point taken. But if uh, uh, let me let me counter. If okay. any one of those guys gets hot, there's nobody in the room that's stopping that person from just taking over the job and running with it. It's not like a situation where the guy in front, the guy in the lead is a huge name at the position, top 10 talent. And so an injury and a guy comes in like if, if Khalil Herbert gets hot hand, right. If Khalil Herbert gets hurt, let's just give it as an example. And Roshan Johnson steps into that role and he takes off. Guess what happens when Khalil Herbert comes back? We're just going to keep running it with Roshan Johnson. Correct. I I think it's worthy to sprinkle. If you're, you're in like best ball and and you're going to draft a bunch of teams to sprinkle some different Chicago bears in there. My concern with Roshan is this, in this system, not this system, in, in with this team, I should say. Khalil Herbert's been there the longest. I know that's not much, but been there the longest and had, had the trust of that coaching staff last year. All Deontay Foreman does is join a new team and then and put up stupid it's, numbers. It's fair. It's fair. That's and, the concern that I'd have. And so my concern is going to be that, now again, Foreman's got to get out on the field and he's got to acclimate himself to the new team, but... My concern is, is I don't know if he's going to get many touches. And But to your point, Chris, anyone that gets hot in that backfield, you're just going to ride it. No, Nobody has earned or cemented themselves in the role of RB. And, and let's be fair, what was Roshan Johnson's role at Texas? Bijan's backup. He was, he was Bijan's backup, and he thrived in that role, and he was also really good in pass protection. That was yeah. the role that he carved out for himself. Boy, do the Bears need to be able to protect Justin Fields in the passing game. So, you know what? Sure. Roshan might be out there a little bit in those in those snaps as well. Although, if he's staying in the block, he ain't going to help you in fantasy. But, yes. But, if he, I meant as a, but no, he could be, a chip and move out. No, I, I know what you're saying. I you know what you're saying. I, opportunity to be on the field is what I'm, yeah, that's what I'm pointing at. No, I know. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm okay with it. Again, he's ranked in my list. Like, I, I ranked him. 63rd. But, yeah. Yeah. And I'm, again, I'm not campaigning for him to be higher. I'm just talking about names that I think are, are unconventional that I'm keeping an eye on. By the way, yeah. I, I can't believe I didn't lead the show with this. I pulled off the trade in the league that I oh, talked about yes. yesterday. I yeah. now we own one of on the show. I, we did. I mentioned it on the show. I think I did at least because I, I, I was looking no, down at my I phone the after show. No, no I was, was looking down after- at my phone and I said to everybody, I am actively working on a trade to get into the top two. What they didn't hear oh, was the first initial offer that I made. Got it. I okay. currently I picked remember what was on the show yes. that wasn't the post show because you stopped me afterwards to talk about specific compensation. Cuz I had I asked for your advice. Uh so yeah. I had I have or I had cuz the deal is now complete. I had the 7th overall pick in the rookie draft that we have and it's a dynasty league. Um and so the 7th pick I was not getting Bijan Robinson or Jameer Gibbs and I was not going to get not. a, a right. top tier wide receiver option I think either and I currently have Jalen Waddle and Chris Olave holding down my top two wide receiver spots so I'm pretty good in that regard. My running back situation I read it to Jamie in, in the post show he was not very happy with it he said you got to make some adjustments there and so I said, I said okay I talked to the guy who had the number two pick because I thought to myself if I get to number two worst case scenario I get either Bijan or Jameer Gibbs that's a good yeah, it's, a gr- it's a Go great on. position to be in right. Mm-hmm. And I think Bijan's going to get overdrafted, and I think Jameer Gibbs is going to be the guy for me at pick number two, and I'm going to be over the moon about it. But we'll see. So my original offer was a pick swap to go from seven to two, and I threw Marquise Brown. 
This is an Arizona-based league. We got a lot of Cardinals fans in there. So I tried to, you know, throw the all oh, Marquise Brown. No, no more DeAndre Hopkins can be the wide receiver. I kind of, you know, that play that up. Oh yeah, yeah. It, the thing you should always do when you when you sell the guy. It was declined, and the person said, you know, not really interested in moving the pick right now. Um, you know, but we can we can touch base. I said, no, no, no. I'm not letting this happen. I gave I I followed up with another deal. I added in my third. So I gave a pick swap, Marquise Brown, and a third. Declined it, but then he re-offered me a deal. So remember, two seconds ago I said not moving the pick, was able to get a deal done. So I swapped first, so I moved from seven to two, traded Hollywood Brown, and I swapped a third for a fourth. That's a win. I pick a number two overall, and I'm going to get one of these running backs to build out my, and I lost a third round pick. I think I'm going to be okay. Yeah, you basically did a, th- a three-four swap to move up five spots and lost Marquise. And I, 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 I like that deal for you. Yeah, it was a home run. So Jameer Gibbs or Bijan Robinson going to be on my team next year. I can't wait. Love it. And I've got Cordero Patterson. So if it's Bijan, I have the uh, the built-in backup. Very, very excited. Very, very excited. Well, the built-in backup is Tyler Algiers. It's true. I might want to go get him and uh, might want to go make a trade for him here. Uh, pr- pretty Just play all the Falcons. Just play all the Falcons. Those are my three running backs every week. Uh, all right, Jimmy. Anybody else for you here? Uh, I- I've kind of monopolized the time here in the last couple of minutes. You did. You um, I- I'm just taking a look here. Just some some other names that that may be in that spot that we haven't talked about. Uh, I mean, talking, you 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 did Miami say, running back. I'm going to use one. Hold on. I'm going to use one. I'm going to oh, use my second because you said him. You said his name, and I am going to bring him up. Kyron Williams. Williams. He's gonna I think he's gonna be the starter. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think he's gonna be the starter, but I, I, I do think he's gonna have a role and, and I, I like him as a as a late round option for you. I'm not as excited about him as, as you are. Uh, but I do think Kyron Williams is worthwhile. Where did I have in the hand of ranking here? Oh, in the fifties. You had him in fifty fifty nine. Fifty nine, yeah. So that's about right. I feel like that's fair. Um I, I say that as, as I look at my own rankings. Of course I think that's fair. Right. You put him um, there. Trying to see here. Any other names that we have? Like we've talked about the Miami running backs and why they're there. And and again, we'll have to sit back and see what happens with Dalvin Cook before we have that conversation. Um, I'm just trying to see here. Some because sometimes it's ADP wise. I typically look, but I also want to see if there's some guys that I really like relative to the ECR. No, I mean it's pretty much all of the names that you're 66 we, spots higher uh on ty montgomery than everybody else you want to you want to elaborate on ty yeah, montgomery for a minute or two yeah I, i've talked about this a little bit on the show that we did with the first one on the running backs and and for me it's just it, it's a little bit of a hunch thing um and i think you need to be in a pretty deep league i mean i, I mean i wouldn't draft him even in most best ball leagues at this point but if you're in a really deep league I do think there is a role for a second back there in New England beside uh, Mirandre Stevenson, and I want to take a look at maybe that pass primary pass catching role on third downs and in two minute drives. And you know, if you remember at times last year, especially when Ramondre was out, you were looking at like some randos um, in the in the space for the Patriots. So I think Ty Montgomery could have a, a nice little role in that spot where you know he has some spike weeks here and there, but like. Again, that's more of a hunch, but he's he's way down the list there. I mean, I, I I've grilled you on all the names that I wanted to talk yeah. about. I mean, that's the, the the point here is to not talk about the top ten on the list; It's to talk about the yes. just random guys yes. obscurely everywhere else on the list. So that's I, I'm going to take a look here. I'm, I'm going to do something different than what I did before to end the show. I'm okay. going to take a look at guys I haven't ranked. It would be tough for me to cross reference this list because I, I only have the list of the the players you have ranked. And I'm going to see if there's a guy super low. Like if you're in a super super deep league, okay, that I just didn't rank, that I'm at least intrigued about. 
Okay. And so I'm I'm looking now. I'm I'm looking through some guys, and I'm going to try to see somebody that didn't make whatever it was the top 66 that we talked about. Um, it was it was 65. You just shoehorned Ty Chandler in, and now it's 66. Yeah, because I was, felt like he needed to be in there somewhere. But I also because after the conversation, but I also didn't feel like I wanted to draft. Oh, him I found a guy. I, all right, I'm going to earmark a guy. Okay, and it's not it's not like Zeke or Fournette, right? unless this I mean, guy unless unless you have this guy ranked. We'll say the name. Where do you have Joshua Kelly ranked? I did not rank him. Okay, that would be so that's, that's a guy. That's an interesting one there. A name behind that. I think. Okay, I have one that I'm interested in. Hold on here. Actually, there are a couple guys that are. Really, and oh, you, Chris, you, I want to ask you a question. Please, this is not the name I want to talk about. Okay, but we talked oh. about Kyron Williams. Are you worried about Zach Evans at all? I would be. I, I mean, it, it's not something that I'm. You know, discounting completely. They use the draft pick on a running back. It concerns me a lot. Yes. Okay. As a member of the Ky- the Kyron Williams fan club, yeah, it scares me quite a bit. And it also concerns me that they're going to be down a bajillion in every game they play, and I don't know how much they're going to run the ball. Like, these are all concerns that I have about the Rams. Do you know, Jamie, that they are, like, hot take, they're one of the worst teams in football. The Rams? Yeah, no. Their no, position groups rank at the bottom everywhere. Like, they're awful. Yeah, they're very, they're very bad. They're a very bad team. All right, so a cu- couple names I want to bring up here that just just – and backups that you should pay attention to. Joshua Kelly is one that you mentioned. Zamir White in Las Vegas. That's a good one. And I do expect Jacobs to play this year, but still somebody that I think you should keep an eye on. Um, and then maybe a couple names uh, that we haven't talked much about. And one, uh, actually, one, two. I, feel, I thought there was a third name here I wanted to talk about that I feel like. I have missed. Oh, out. hold on, hold on, hold great. on. This is great radio. Hold on. You don't have him ranked. Yeah. Who? You don't have Tajay Spears ranked. Yeah, it's fine. I don't care. That would be one for me. Yeah, I'm I'm so not caring about Tajay Spears in year one. I don't think I don't think he's coming on the field when Derrick Henry's coming off the field. So you're you're basically assuming an injury. And I'm I'm not I'm not that. What do you think about Sean Tucker in Tampa? I am not thinking about Sean Tucker. Okay, I'm, I'm just I'm just asking. I'm just I'm just asking. Um, all right, a couple other names I want to bring up, and one of them we did actually talk about yet, uh, briefly, Latavius Murray. It's gotten completely Oh, because we named eight, all 87 running backs in the, bowl, in the Buffalo in backfield, Buffalo. yeah. Someone I keep an eye on, and also one if you maybe have not seen, Jordan Mason in San Francisco. He's the backup. Well, they use – they are talking about using 87 running backs. That's San Francisco's no. specialty. Again, I'm not saying you're drafting these guys. I'm just saying – Keep them on your radar a little bit. Just, just, just be aware of their existence on the planet. That's yeah. all I'm saying. I, I think there's there's some there's some value here. I know I got asked about this on yesterday's TDN Daily. There was uh, some Dwayne McBride love that was thrown out there, um, but Ty Chan, you have Ty Chandler ranked in front of him, and that yeah, would be the concern there, right? But, that, yeah, I, I think th- those would be the guys that are you know you would put in that mix. I have a question. One of those two. I'm going to use it. I'm going to use the last one. I'm going to use wow, the last one. It's a tough. Out. It's a tough one to use it on because I think I could probably could have just waited and asked anyway. But I'm going to use it. You probably. But do fine. you? We're, we're I, wrapping up. You have you have the backup for this team ranked. Let me just get the accurate representation presentation here for the number i thought i saw him somewhere do you not have him ranked which team the new york giants yeah i have breeder ranked he's like in the 60s you have breeder ranked in the 60s why couldn't i I find him you have him 60 he's literally rb 65 should have just gone to the bottom of the list yeah i do not have eric gray on there that's the person that i was asking about yes i don't i don't see i don't foresee much of a role in year one for him well clearly Um, because that's why you have him ranked so low but 
clearly. No, I mean, I considered him. Like, sometimes, though, it's good to call it out because sometimes yeah, there's always going to be a name. We'll talk about wide receivers because there's 80 jillion. Kenny McIntosh. What about Kenny McIntosh in Seattle? All right. <laughs> like him a lot. I just don't, I just, I, I he's going to, how's he going to get on the field? Like, I think Kenny McIntosh ends up being on the practice squad for Seattle because I still think DJ Dallas or, or it might come on the field for passing downs. Speaking of former Seahawks, it might come on the field for passing downs. Have we considered that Travis Homer might have a role in Chicago? I, like, I, had, I, just, I had not, cons- I, I, I had don't not, know I had not what discussed to that. do here. I don't know what to do with the Bears. I'm just not going to have Bears on my roster. Just, just not <laughs> You're just avoiding them completely. Do avoid list. Do not draft. Yeah, avoid Bears. Avoid running the Bears. And, and I like Justin Fields, but I feel like he's going to get overdrafted. But I, I will say, I will say, we are reaching the point. We are reaching the point of this process where you and I are like, yeah, you know, RB one hundred two on our list. Like, I love this guy. Like, that's that's where we're at in this. This is why I love doing these lists is because you and I can get really, really excited about players that I'm are like be super low. So on mad, like when Travis Homer has like nine points in week one, and I'm gonna be like, I told you, dude. That's such a tough. I, we 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 talked about it when we had the Roshan Johnson conversation a little bit ago. But it's such it's such a tough room to kind of handicap. It is, but I guess in that case too, like Travis Homer has a differing skill set for third down rolls. But I don't know, man. I Good luck. Know. Good luck figuring out what the Bears are going to be this season. Well, Good you luck know what? That. Good luck with that. You know, you know what I say sometimes? Let it be somebody else's problem. Exactly. I will let that be somebody that, that's else's what problem. I mean, that's where it's going to be with the Bears running back to backfield. Uh, do you, like, it, it, it was like, it was like, no, it was like this in San Francisco pre-McCaffrey. So let it be somebody else's problem. Like, uh, I just, I just, I don't know. Do you know what's going to be our problem? Tomorrow's show, takes on takes. You provide the takes. We provide the reaction. You give you us the questions the and the prompts. You, the yeah, you provide the problems. We provide the answers. That is what you have to look forward to on tomorrow's show. And then we got wide receivers kicking up next week uh, as we continue this fantasy football uh, preview series over the next couple of weeks here uh, on the show. Please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Please leave us a five-star review. It is greatly appreciated. If you want to see the YouTube version, the video version of the show, you can do so at the Draft Network YouTube channel. Um, you can also listen to the show in YouTube music as a podcast. You just search it up oh, over yeah. there, prospects and props, and you can see it. And oh, by the way, the video versions in there as well. So you can watch the video version of the podcast. A very cool, fancy feature uh, for you to probably be able to- uh, listen and watch us do that new thirty five hundred dollar Apple thing. The, the augmented you know that's not out yet but yeah i'm sure once that is out you could watch us through so that like, yes it's like you're in the room with us you, you know what? i if that's not worth thirty five hundred dollars then i don't know what is i mean jamie you know for sure i will not be buying it because it is an apple product so i will not it yeah, will not no. be uh, stepping foot into my ecosystem but i'm sure other people out there could watch us uh, on that as well but yeah you've got the youtube version of the show on the draft network youtube channel that you can catch there as well we appreciate everybody making this show a part of their day we've got takes on takes tomorrow should be a good one we'll talk to y'all then Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.